Hello, and welcome to Eight Pixel Radio. Today we have Kate. Kate, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, hello. Um, I'm Kate Kassab. I'm a digital designer here out of San Diego, um, focusing on a few different things, um, primarily web design in 3D, and really just expressing myself any way I can through through digital means. That is uh, very abstract and also very descript. I like that. Uh, I've, I've seen some of your 3D work and it's awesome. Um, and also very impressed that you managed to sort of juggle that with your traditional job and all the side projects you've got going on. It seems like you're doing a lot of lots of things at the same time. Very impressive. Thank you. Yeah, kind of, you know, UI UX designer by day and I just live in Blender by night. <laughs> you know what? I haven't, I haven't gone there yet. I know I should, but uh, it'll, sometime, sometime in the future, I would make that dive and I'm sure it would be an experience. Everyone seems to be talking about amazing things about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're seeing a huge, huge pivot back towards 3D and I couldn't be more excited about it. Absolutely. All right, should we jump into the questions? Let's do it. Okay, question number one. What one song or album can you listen to on repeat? Okay, I'm gonna go album and I'll say um, the album Unimagined by Hands Like Houses. So this album has has a big place in my heart because I listened to this album the first time way back when I was um, in high school and I was going through a very difficult time in my life. It's around the time that you have to kind of decide what you want to do with your life, where you're going to go. Um, and I came from a background where I essentially grew up in, um, uh, I I don't know how to put it into words, but I didn't have much money growing up. And okay. so I then transferred to a high school that was primarily very wealthy and everyone wanted to go to a university or college. And that wasn't really a choice for me. And so I clung to this idea of, um, I just knew I wanted to do something creative. I was always very artistic and I loved to write. And so this album is all about expressing that creativity and finding that individuality. And so when I heard this album for the first time, it really just confirmed all the feelings that I had been having. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not going to change myself for anyone, or I'm not going to go to a college where I know that I'll be miserable just because my parents think I should, or my counselor think I should. Like, I want to do what's, what's true to me and what I find joy in. And so that album really, really pushed that meaning through and validated that. And there's a line, um, if I could only show your future, you'd light up like the sun. And it's kind of cheesy, but like to 15 year old Kate, I'm like, yeah. man, one day in my future. And I look back and I feel like I'm, I'm getting there. So every time I listen to that album, I'm like, just imagine little Kate, like would be so proud. That is so, so heartwarming, that story. Um, you must be really proud of how, where you've come. I, I am, I don't talk about it often, but I, I am proud of myself. <laughs> You, should, you really should be. That's that's really, really, really nice. Um, and thank you for honesty as well. You didn't have to tell us that story, but I'm, I really appreciate that. Um, I, I don't have a similar story, but I remember being 14, 15, and somebody introducing me to Radiohead and having the exact same... I don't even know how to describe the response. It was kind of like, this is what I've been waiting for in music. And it took me, and now I'm their biggest fan. I buy their art. I do everything I can um, to support them. And it seems like that album kind of grabbed you in a very similar way. Absolutely. And isn't it like the best feeling to support artists and musicians that you you have just like undying support and love for? I think that's one of the best feelings. Yeah. And are you still a big fan of them? Yeah, I, I have two posters of theirs on my wall Maybe. right over there. 
that's really, really cool. I actually haven't heard of them or the album and I feel ashamed. No, no, you shouldn't. Um, I mean, if you want to listen to them after, go ahead and, and give yeah. them a listen. They're, they're really cool, like Australian bands. They have kind of like a, a rock or uh, alternative sound to them. And I really like it. Yeah, I, I bet they, I can I kind of hear them thinking about like when that time was the kind of artists that were around at that, uh, that moment. I can, I can almost hear it, but definitely I'll go and check them out after this. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. All right, I have a random question for you. This was not on the list of questions to prepare for. So let's see. Oh boy. How are you? This is not, it's not difficult, don't worry. Um, okay. So you love coffee, right? Yes. What millennial designer doesn't? And my question for you is what year was Starbucks founded? Oh God. <laughs> um, or more specifically, when did they open their first store? Okay, let's see. So I'm thinking of Starbucks. Maybe like 2004, I don't know. Are you, are you locking that in? Are you locking that one in? Let's, you know what, let's just go for it. Let's say 2004. Okay, I, I wish you were right, but you were so far, so far oh, away. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, bit of background. Starbucks is founded by uh, three guys called Jerry Baldwin, Gordon Boker or Bowker, I'm not sure how they pronounce it, and an awesome name, Zev Siegel. And they opened their first store in 1971. Oh, wow, what? And Where did they open place, this? Place called Pike Place Market in Seattle. Okay, Seattle, that makes sense. Wow, I was so far off. <laughs> well, you gave it a good shot. Good college try there. Well done. Um, 2004, that, they were probably a billion dollar business by that point. I imagine that's when the other chains started to uh, go everywhere, right? It kind of feels like, especially over here, that's when I started to see coffee chains everywhere. So maybe that's where you sort of anchored your, your idea. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, but good try. Good try. We got there. Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go into the next question. This one is definitely changing the tone. Uh, or maybe not. I don't know. What do you find yourself having to constantly convince people of? Okay, so this one I'm I'm very passionate about. So the whole trend of so when we think of productivity, I think there are a lot of people out there that will swear by the routine of waking up at 5 a.m. and doing like a billion things before 9 a.m. Like I don't know how people have time to go for like a five mile run before 9 a.m. sometimes, but I mean, all the respect in the world, but when people say that that's the only way that you could be productive is, is to wake up early and do these things. I'm someone that believes that, I mean, if, if you're someone that wants to work from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. and that's when you have your most, you feel most creative, you feel most awake, you feel like you could really have that output then, I'm such a firm believer in, in you do what's, what's right for you. And so often, you know, I'll, I'll text people around like 3 a.m. and they're like, Kate, why are, why are you awake? Are you okay? Do we need to talk? And I'm like, no, like, I'm good. I'm feeling great. Like I'm getting stuff done. And so I'll, if, if people are like, oh, well, you need to try to wake up earlier. You need to, you know, try to work like the, the typical, like wake up at 7 a.m. and go to sleep at 9 p.m. I'll, I'll try to convince them, but like everyone is, is so different. Everyone's wired differently. And I'm sure there's science and, and stuff that backs up waking up earlier and again I respect that but I feel like everyone's everyone's different yeah 100% I 
I can't imagine getting up at that time in the morning and feeling like I want to stay awake for the rest of the day. It just feels, yeah, there's that sort of hustle, hustle culture, I suppose, that is do this, do this, and you'll make a million dollars, which is obviously not true. What have you found is your rhythm? Is it like staying up until 3 a.m.? Is that actually how you work? On the weekends, yeah. I, I don't have the luxury of doing that weekdays because I have to you know, be online for work at about 8.30 or 9. Um, but I find that I'm like most in my groove between those hours of, of okay. 9 p.m. And, and 3 a.m., yeah. How long... Have you always been like that or is it kind of something you eventually got to? Because you mentioned that people have uh, surround us all saying work to this schedule and you'll be successful. Is it something you tried before and then realized that that's just not going to happen? So I did try it about six months ago and I got through about two weeks and don't get me wrong. Like I felt, I felt pretty good for these two weeks, but I also felt that like sometimes you can't like sit yourself down and, and try to force yourself to be creative when you're just like, you're not quite there yet. And, you know, of course there's like situations where like you should push yourself and you, you know, you can't be creative all the time. But mm -hmm. I find that when I was trying to go to bed at 9 PM, instead of, you know, sitting down at my computer with, you know, a cup of tea, like ready to, ready to get some cool work done. I was just like, I feel like I was missing out. I'm like, I have all these ideas right now. And I feel yeah. like there's so much more I could be doing. So I did try it. I don't know if I would try it again. It just wasn't wasn't right for me, but maybe maybe I'll change in maybe the soon. coming years. Maybe soon. I sometimes struggle to get to sleep because my head is still alive, but I'm in this schedule that is prescribed rather than like a choice. And I can totally, totally see where, where that fits. Do you work from an office normally? Um kind of. I have I have a home office, which you you see here. Yeah. Um so yes kind of um, not sorry, like i mean a, um the company that you work for is it normally office based or are you always remote oh uh, so um the company i work for now webstacks i was hired on during the the pandemic okay. and so i was in office for about a week to get onboarded but since then they've been awesome at um allowing everyone to work remotely until someone's completely comfortable to go back in office or you know if you want to stay remote they've been amazing at mm -hmm. extending that option as well that's really great. And for somebody that, let's say somebody starting an industry, they're probably active in the same creative hours that you are, but they're being told to do this thing of wake up at six, go to bed at 10, and then you'll be successful. How, what advice would you give to this person to kind of carve their own way, maybe in the workplace or with their, their peers to get around this? You know, I would say, I would say try it. And then I would say, if it doesn't work for you, don't let other people influence what you think is is best for you like if you're also one of those people where you're most on and in, in the hours of the night like embrace it embrace who you are and just have a good time doing it i mean that's just a, a good lesson for everything really isn't it embrace who you are and, and run with yeah. it yeah absolutely totally. cool excellent answer thank you the the next question is what's the best thing you've never worked on oh okay so I've always really, really wanted to work on video games. Um, video games have always been my escape, my inspiration, really the reason why I got into design in, in the first place. And so the best thing I never got to work on, um, probably narrative design, which is designing the story in which like a video game progresses. So, mm. you know, the, the reason to keep playing a game, essentially the story. Um, 
think I always thought that would have been so much fun because I feel yeah. like I'm a storyteller at heart and it's it's also very close to my heart. So um, I'll end that with the coolest thing I've never gotten to do yet because maybe one day. Very nice. What um, what game would it be that you want? Do you think that's the one that I wish I did? Ooh, probably Final Fantasy VII. I had a feeling it was going to be Final Fantasy. I had a it's feeling. Always Final Fantasy. <laughs> that would have been really, really cool to work on because it was such a progressive game for its time. I mean, mm. it was released in 1997, and that that train scene with with you know Cloud and Barrett and like that was revolutionary for its time. So to have been able to work on such a classic game that would push everything forward would have been legendary. Yeah. And do you think it would be when you ultimately do go down this route, things like that, or would you do different types of games? I'm not much of a gamer, so feel free to flex on this as much as you, as you need to. Um, I feel like if I could ever work on anything under like the Square Enix umbrella, which are the publishers for like Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, games like that, that would be really, really, really cool. Well, I can't wait to see it. A few years time, you'll be publishing your own game as the lead <laughs> narrative designer. Do you think that your, oh, your skills are naturally lending towards a career like that? Uh, I do think I've branched a little bit away from narrative designer because at, you know, probably like a decade ago, I really wanted to be like a fiction author. And I feel like those storytelling okay. skills would have lended a little bit better to, to narrative design. But now as I get more and more involved with 3D and modeling and character design to a certain degree, I feel like it may branch off into something different. I don't know where that would fall in, in video games, but um, I guess I'll, I'll figure it out as I hopefully get there absolutely do you do you read comic books I, I don't read comic books do you read comic books no I don't I was just wondering whether your there was a middle bit between your sort of uh, writing skills your design skills as a short step to go in there but that if you don't read comic books then it's probably not worth your time investing in that all right hmm. now we have a word from our sponsors today's podcast is proudly brought to you by job titles because who really knows what we do? Have you ever actually tried to search for a job on a job board for something you think you do? Let's just add design to any adjective we want and hope it makes sense. My favorite is the rectangle mover. And now back to our schedule programming. And the fourth question, what would your last meal be? Oh man, okay. I think I would say a grilled cheese but not just yeah. like any grilled cheese. It would be a grilled cheese with avocado. There's gotta be like four different types of cheese and it would have to be, <laughs> it would have to be accompanied by a piping hot bowl of tomato soup with like some basil on there. So I could like dip the sandwich in the soup. Um, but I would want it to be like a course meal. So this would be like, I suppose the entree and then for the, okay. for the dessert, I would want a single strawberry pop tart and oh. and a yerba mate cuz like if I'm about to die like I want that high energy as I go. I haven't thought of pop tarts in about 15 years. That just threw me back then. That was uh, really really good. Just a single one though. You only want one. Just one. I'm good. <laughs> okay, and for this grilled cheese are we thinking what type of bread we've got here? 
Oh man. Uh, maybe like some good, like thick sourdough bread. Mm-hmm. Cause that would be like, then when you dip it in the tomato sauce, it would like be really good at soaking it up yes. and just like be a really good bite. Yes. And the cheeses? For sure. Pepper Jack. I okay. could eat like a block of pepper jack cheese alone, like with nothing, just the cheese. <laughs> so pepper jack cheese, maybe like some good, like just cheddar cheese, Swiss cheese, all the cheese. All of it. Just jam it in that sandwich. Um, that's nice. I like that. Tomato soup. Uh, we're keeping it simple. Is going to be in a chili in there or anything? We're going to jazz it up a little bit. I... So I really like spicy food. I don't know if spicy tomato soup is the thing. I've never tried it. I don't even know if it would be good, but maybe like, like I want some, some bite in there for sure. Yeah. I would always put a few drops of Tabasco in my tomato soup just to, just to zing it up a little bit. Um, that was really nice. Anything else going in this meal? Last orders? Any exercise or anything? Um... No, you know, I th- maybe like a few like fries on the side. That nice. Kind of good. And in the in the sandwich, is it just the cheese and the bread? Is that all? We're, is that what we're doing here? Uh, cheese, bread, and avocado. Oh, sorry, and avocado as well. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm Californian, so it would be <laughs> like a crime to not put avocado on the sandwich. Absolutely. And speaking of crimes, did you think about what your crime would have been for this last meal? It's probably something avocado related. Uh, no, great um, avocado thief. Is that <laughs> what you are? I suppose now I am in this you scenario. Are. Maybe I'm yeah. an avocado thief. The for, for your crimes against avocado, trying to jam it into a grilled cheese sandwich. I'm sure avocado growers would be like, no, <laughs> sacred, sacred. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. All right. And the last question, most important question, what is your favorite curse word? Oh, there's, there's so many. And just to clarify, like I'm good to say it. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with the cuss word fuck because yes. it's just, it's one of those ones that just come off the tongue so nice and it feels good to say. Like it just genuinely like it's satisfying to say, but I, I would it's gonna sound weird but like I would <laughs> I would sing it like like stay with me so the other day I, I stubbed my toe and it's not just being oh fuck I'm like why the fuck did I stub my toe on this chair what the fuck and so like <laughs> I feel like it's even more <laughs> it's more satisfying when you sing it and like give it its own little song yeah like it's added satisfaction yeah. right there it lends itself to musical this is um Maybe this is your career path, just going into musicals. I, I think I'm sold for sure. And particularly when you can jam a swear word in there. Very good. Very <laughs> Look good. Look out for my, my new hit single, Fuck I Stubbed My Toe, yep. coming to you April 2021. Produced by Kanye, obviously. That's, that's, oh my gosh, that's yes. a given. That's a given. Um, do, you, do you find yourself swearing a lot when you work? Probably too often. I have to remind myself to tone it down. I've been trying to... to has less but it's a it's a work in progress it's a work in progress it's on the to-do um or in progress maybe on the on the kanban board uh excellent excellent curse word i totally agree it is a fantastic word and i think it's actually most people's favorite just because it's just it's there it's accessible always ready for you to go to go or like when you will say multiple consecutively so instead of just like oh fuck 
be like, oh, fuck, shit. Like, just just line them up. Yeah. yeah. And Get it, it all out. <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps coming. It's just like, bang, bang, bang. Got you. <laughs> right. Those are the questions. Thank you so much. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. This is like the most fun podcast like I've ever been on. This was, <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you. Uh, you opened it up with an amazing heartwarming story and you finished it off with some singing. What a really <laughs> rounded episode we just have. Thank you so much for, for joining. Thank you, Louis. <laughs>